When it comes to the second half of your life, you deserve the opportunity to thrive. That's why Doug Bentle founded Second Half Capital. You can always join the conversation, interact with the podcast, and find out more about Doug and what he does at secondhalfcapital.com. That's second using the number two. The media-coined Great Resignation is certainly very real, and we're all wondering when it's going to end. Doug, it's impacting those of us still working, and for all of us, it's affecting how we shop, dine, and do business every single day. In fact, data from the U.S. Census Bureau shows that the likelihood of Americans over the age of 55 stepping out of the workforce increased by 50% over the pre-pandemic rate. It's interesting Because I think there's the resignation part, but I think there's two camps. I think there's people who are have decided they're not working. And then there's people who have decided that they're going to retire or relaunch and go do something else. Because you've saved well, you can take some time off. But the relaunch is interesting to me because of second half capital. They're rebuilding the second not even half of their career, but the second part of that, maybe. Well, and I think one of the realities that was unexpected at the start of the pandemic is that the stock market would have rebounded Mm -hmm. as strongly as it has, and that everyone's real estate would have appreciated as much as it has. Mm -hmm. And so I think those two things, people who were maybe going to retire in two years, they look at and they're like, oh, I could retire in a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I met with a prospective client the other day, and um, I told him, you got good news and great news. Yeah. <laughs> what a great meeting. Yeah. I said, which one do you want first? And he said, I want the good news first. I said, the good news is, he said, I can retire tomorrow. And I was like, if you want, yeah. He's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> He's like, well, then what's the great news? I said, well... If you work even just a couple more years, because he, he makes a really, really good living, you know, the numbers get even better mm. because he works for a company that does a huge match. And, you know, there's all kinds of good things associated with that. So I think what those two things, the market and then real estate has caused is people, it's sort of accelerated the opportunity to maybe not retire fully, but relaunch into something that is more on their own terms. As opposed to, you know, working a set schedule or Mm -hmm. um, now I know a lot of folks have postponed because all of a sudden now their company is absolutely fine and dandy with them working from home. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, I don't have a commute. You know, I don't have to take stuff to the dry cleaners anymore. And so, you know, I'm just going to keep working because it's it's easier. Additional data from the U.S. Census Bureau says that. Social Security retirement claims have not surged during the pandemic. And so it does reinforce that a lot of this quitting is temporary, maybe a test retirement or just testing the waters to see what's possible or thinking about that relaunch. What would you say to someone if you sat down with them or, you know, obviously someone listening to this podcast right now that is in that situation and going, now that I've worked from home, I kind of like being home a little more. I kind of like this freedom. But I wonder if I could pull off retirement or maybe I do want to launch into something else. What would you say to them about their retirement accounts if they're thinking about making a transition one way or another? 
I mean, every circumstance is different. I probably say that every time we do. Well, because it's the truth. Yeah, I mean, that is the truth. So everybody's situation is a little bit different. And so you've got to look at what does the spending profile look like for the next few years? Are there things that you're responsible for? Is there an adult, you know, a parent that you're responsible for them? Or is there perhaps an adult child? Actually, my wife called us on the way over here. and We have some good friends our age and their adult daughter in her 30s is in the hospital mm. with pneumonia. Oh, and man. I had a couple the other day, and their daughter has cancer, and so they're helping out. So you got to look at what those spending profiles look like for especially the first three to five years. If you're seriously thinking about totally retiring and not working anymore, but it's valuable to go back. And if you have a written plan, and everybody should, but if you have a written plan, run the numbers again. Hmm. I've done that a lot this year with people who – we had plans in place, and it's like, okay, well, now what does it look like? Because so many numbers that are beyond our control have changed. They, they have, and, and some of them have changed for the better, like just talked about, like the market. I would say that I've had more people accelerate their retirement, you know, move the date up, than postpone it. In a couple of cases, though, their employers came back and said, no, 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 how do you want to work? However you want to work, we'll let you work that way, whether it's fewer days a month Mm. or remotely. And for a lot of people, that's actually the best choice for a couple of different reasons. Number one, just the financial aspect of it. Of course. You know, an extra 20 or 30 grand a year, pretty helpful. And it can allow you to postpone taking Social Security, which depending upon your age, there's some nice increases that are built into Social Security um, if you don't take it. Mm-hmm. as early as possible. For some people, it's that scenario. So the other aspect that I think people don't necessarily think about a lot, and I, I love to talk with folks about this, what is retirement going to look like? And and it's the idea of having a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us would enjoy some time off just not doing much of anything. But having a purpose for when you get up in the morning is pretty important, and data supports that. My neighbor retired last week. She was so excited. We do a bonfire sometimes. I live on a cul-de-sac, and in my backyard, it's kind of the biggest lot, and we built a bonfire. How did Danny and I get an invite to the bonfire? You don't live on the cul-de-sac. Whatever. (laughs) She retired. Friday was her last day. She's so stoked. They were go, go, go all weekend. Her husband's like, oh, my gosh, I'm exhausted. And he's still working because he's a little younger. Yeah. He said, she's going to be dragging me all over the place and doing so many things around the house. She is a busy lady. She cannot sit still. And she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm going to work two days a week. Exactly. Because she knows that as much as she wants the freedom to retire, she cannot sit still. And she loves her craft. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're the type of person, and I think you, both you and I are like this, if you thrive, if you're energized by being around people, then working a couple of days a week, and for me, it would be face-to-face, is going to be huge. And I, I know I've talked about him before, but my father-in-law, you know, he went back to work at age 80, hmm. retired at 78, went back to work at 80 because he was bored. <laughs> and he works two days a week. Yeah. And I think it's great. And clients love him and his company, his teammates love him. And and so it's great. I think for people who are deciding to retire right now, there's the whole issue of what do I do with my accounts? Yes. And And, I've been asking her that question. I need to get her in touch with you, by the way. Yeah. And so I meet people on a regular basis who have either moved on from their job, a previous job, and it may be 
three, four, five years ago. Had a client not too long ago. It was six years ago he had left his job, and that money was still sitting in a very – and it was okay. It was in a very conservative investment. But there were so many other things he could have been doing in the meantime that would have benefited him more than leaving it with his old employer. So, you know, I don't think it's at all malicious, but I think an ex-employee is not top of mind. Of they course. still have a fiduciary responsibility as the plan administrators, as the plan providers, but, you know, it's a bit out of sight, out of mind. They're not going to chase after you and say, hey, don't forget you've got options with your 401k now. Yeah. You can leave it here, but you can do other things. And the truth is that company, they often hire out or contract out a company to help with the 401k or various retirement plans. Whether And there's so many big names we can all think of. I mean, John Hancock, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but you can stay within that custodian and change decisions about your 401k, or you can also seek out an independent financial advisor very often, someone like you, Doug, and say, hey, I uh, don't know what I'm doing, but something needs to happen with this, and have a guy like you do some active wealth management with your team. Well, you know, if you're the magical age of 59 and a half, like I am. Magical age. so magical. Um, (laughs) More aches and pains and options with your 401k. (laughs) And... There's features built in often with 401ks where at 59 and a half, you can pull the money out and move it to an IRA and it's not taxed. And it's, again, like a feature on a car. Maybe your your 401k has that feature. Maybe it doesn't. But the other part of it is, and this was a couple the other day, you know, they had kind of set an investment strategy. And it actually was great when they were 50, 45, but not when they're 60. Hmm. It was too aggressive. I always think about, you know, you're, you're driving somewhere and you're going to get off on an exit ramp. Generally, you got to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhat analogous mm-hmm. um, that if you're going to retire, then, you know, if you've always relied on a steady paycheck to pay all your bills and, and sleep comfortably at night, especially in the last couple of weeks with what the market has done. This Man. week has been great. Last week. If you were relying on just on that portfolio to feed you mm-hmm. a steady paycheck, it would have been a little anxious. Make that. you shake in your boots a little mm-hmm. bit. So, uh, you know, I think it, it, it really depends sort of where they're at. The thing I'm trying to figure out is what are all these people doing who are not working? Is it a rich uncle? Is it uh, a spouse that just does really well and you can sit still? You know, I may have told you, Danny was in a little fender bender Mm -hmm. recently, and so we're trying to find a body shop. I had this conversation with a friend the other day. took weeks. A, I can't get some people to call me back, literally. Because they don't have the staff. And B, I talked to a guy literally this morning, and he said, Doug, everywhere is at least six weeks out. He Mm -hmm. said, I have vehicles that have been sitting here for months waiting on. I said, well, is it parts or labor? He said, it's both. We went to a a restaurant on Sunday to grab some brunch. And the first one we went to, and it's a name brand chain here in Atlanta. I won't say who it is. They were out of coffee. How in the world do you serve brunch and run out of coffee? Bless. And tea. We went to another restaurant, and and the, the young lady said, can I help you? And I was like, well, we'd like to eat here. And she's, she kind of kind of cocks her head and she points to this sign. This handwritten sign said, we only have two servers. 
Uh, well, at least they're trying to be upfront about no, it and let you know what you're getting I, into. What's interesting, though, is that you've got companies that can't get enough people to work. So there's this economic speed bump. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a resource constraint, whether it's, you know, raw materials or people. And so that has an impact on businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for those older workers like me, <laughs> um, if you decide, ah, I'm ready to hang it up, there may be a scenario for your employer because of the dynamics of what's going on where they're like, Tell me what terms you know you'd like to stay on. There was an article I read this week that was talking about the stay interview, Ooh. where where employers are having these interviews with people to say, now what do we need to do to make sure you stay? To make sure you're not constantly updating your LinkedIn account. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And so I think that is again kind of an unexpected mm-hmm. reality of you know what's transpired over these last is it 21 months. 22 months? It seems like 21 years, but yes. (laughs) You know, you mentioned some volatility that we've seen in recent weeks. I think before we wrap up this week's podcast, a good question to ask is, should baby boomers be looking to buy the dip right now? Um, Again, it depends. If you have money that was sitting on the sidelines, then I think that is certainly something you can think about doing. But to try and time it, if that is what you're asking, Kristen, if somebody times it and does it perfectly, generally that's just luck. So it's not as simple as someone like me that goes, let me grab a couple of these while they're on sale because then I'll save money later on. There's so much more to it than that. There is, and, and that's where working with an advisor and the data supports this. You, you end up making better decisions in the long run and, and end up earning more in the long run. And part of it is because you're not emotionally attached you know, if you had been able to buy something last Friday, great. You'd be super happy because of how things bounce back. But to think about doing that with a big chunk of your portfolio is a little dangerous. So that's for the play money. Yeah. The cash on the sidelines that if you lost it, there's the Vegas money that if you take it to Vegas, you are okay knowing you may not come home with Great it. analogy. Yep. And I think there'll be more opportunities, I think, for – Certainly the rest of this year, which there's only a few weeks left, but it's going to be choppy. I think, you know, over 1%, maybe 2% up and then back down the other way. And, you know, you've got stuff out there that grabs the headlines and I think it influences other things. Like, for instance, Apple now has hit a an all-time high. Bitcoin hit an all-time high, I think, two weeks ago. It hit almost 69000 Look at my phone right now. I just got a price alert. Boom. Bitcoin down. It makes me want to go buy. What's a couple it down more. to? Well, as of this recording, uh, just over forty-eight thousand. Yeah, so it was as low as forty-two thousand. I know, but because it trades, you know, twenty-four-seven, it might have hit forty-two thousand at one thirty in the morning. Obviously, there's things right. that you can do to automate, but um, I think we're going to see a lot of choppiness. I think the whole notion of um, inflation and whether or not it's transitory. We've got to be past that conversation, right? When are they going to eventually go, okay, guys, this isn't leaving real, real fast? The Fed said that in one of their last statements that they kind of pulled out the word transitory and they Mm. just said, you know, inflation. So it's likely to be higher for us. How long? It's hard to know, but 
it's all interrelated. So the great resignation, people not working, some of the spending patterns that the government is talking about taking on, all of that contributes to inflation being higher than it's been for the last 10 years. Um, Sorry, I'm distracting you, Doug. I'm just buying a little bit of Bitcoin <laughs> in Ethereum because that just went down. You are too. so cool. No, it's play money. Just like we talked about, you got to pay attention and have a financial advisor for what you really need and need to count on. But if you got play money and you're in a meeting or if you're doing a podcast and you get the alert and you want to play around with some stocks, that's a whole different story. But when you're near retirement or already there, you cannot get wrapped up in the emotions of all of it is what I'm learning. That's correct. Interact with the podcast and explore thriving more in your retirement at secondhalfcapital.com. Investment advisory services through Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Second Half Capital and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding their applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investment and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.